Welcome to the last stretch of Maseches Brachos. It's been nine weeks of this beautiful journey together. Finally, we're reaching our destination regarding Maseches Brachos. We're going to continue still on the bottom of Samech Gimel Amutbeis 63b. In the English, it's 63b to the power of 5 at the bottom of the first, the left column. So the Gemara now returns to the opening remarks of the other sages in the Kenem Yavne. So Pasach Rabbi Nechemia, so Rabbi Nechemia open, now speaking about the honor of the host, with Orash, and he expounded the following teaching. My what is the meaning of the Pasuk? Yamer Shaul El Akeini, and interesting, this Pasuk is the Aftarah of now of Shabbos Zahor. Beautiful, huh? So Shaul, when he was about to attack Amalek, he sent a message, El Akeini, to the Kainis, Kainites, they were the descendants of Isro, of Moshe Abaynu's father-in-law, saying the following, Lechu suru redu mitoch Amaleki, so God, he said, God turn away, go down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with Amalek, and you have done kindness with all the children of Israel. So when did they do kindness to the other children of Israel? The Shaul wanted to protect them. So he's referring to an episode when at the beginning of Pasha's Israel, actually with the name of Israel, he came to accompany the Jewish people and to misguire to become a Jew. So they all invited him to, to join them for a meal, and he prepared a meal for the elders Aaron and Cohen, all the elders of the Jewish people. So it says over here, Rabbi Nehemiah. This is a Kalbachomer, this is something that all the more so. So, Uma Yisro, regarding Yisro, the ancestor of the Keni, Shelo Karab es Moshe Ela Lechvod Atzmo. When he made this meal and he invited Moshe and Aaron and the elders, was really more for his own honor, his own sake. Kah, still. The pastor considers it a growth. You have performed kindness with entire Jewish people. So, the one who invites hosts, a trust scholar in his home for no ulterior motive, and feeds him and gives him to drink and benefits him from his possessions, says all the more so. It's going to be considered to have the kindness with the entire Jewish people. So like this, Rabbi Nehemiah was giving honor to the people of Yavne that opened their homes to the Torah scholars of Yavne. Now it was the turn of Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi the Torah in Dvarim brings a whole list of different people that because of what their ancestors did, they cannot become 
They cannot marry a Jewish lady. They cannot become part of, normally of the Jewish people, even if they convert on their own. But the Torah says regarding descendants from Edom or regarding descendants from Egypt, they can, yes, convert after three generations. People of Edom, because they are kind of our family, Asaph, the father of Edom, was a brother to Isaac. And says the Passover regarding Egypt, because you were a sojourner in their land. So again, the Passover said, do not reject an Edomite, for he is your brother, and do not reject an Egyptian, for, for you were a sojourner in his land. You stayed in Egypt, they gave you where to stay, and they fed you. So this is Rabbi Yosef, regarding the Egyptians, that the only reason they opened the, their doors for us was for their own benefit, their own purposes, as we find regarding para talking to Yosef, and tells Yosef, when Joseph is telling him that his family is coming to Egypt, says Paro, and if you know that there are among them men of special strength, then appoint them officers over the flocks that are mine. So we see that Paro's intent in hosting the Jewish people was for his own benefit. And nevertheless, the Torah says they get rewarded that even though they tortured us and enslaved us, eventually they can do gerus and get married to a Jewish lady. So, says Rabbi Yoisi, so there's a Kalva Hoimer. One who holds the Torah's calling his home without any other motives. Feeds him and gives him to drink and benefits him from, from his possessions. All the more so, he is the servant of great gratitude, more than the Egyptians. And finally, the Gemara brings the Brisa, what Rabbi Eliezer, the son of Rabbi Eliezer, Aglili, Aglili said. Pasach Rabbi Eliezer, Mnoshel Rabbi Eliezer Aglili, Mechvod Aksanya Vedorash. Now he brings on the following Pasuk in honor of the people of Yavne. Says like this. And Hashem bless a person called Oved Edom because of the ark of Hashem that was kept in his home. So look in the footnote number 52. When David Amalek wanted to bring the Aaron Kodesh to Jerusalem, in that journey there was one of his close people, his name was Uzzah. Uzzah made a mistake and he stretched out his hand to hold the uh, Aaron Kodesh, and it was a mistake, and Hashem punished Uzzah and he died. So therefore David Amalek feared to keep that with him. So instead he sent him to the house of Obed Edom, and he remained over there for three months. So says the Pasuk that because the Aaron stayed in his house, Hashem blessed him. So says, What did this Obed Edom did for the Aaron? He only, He didn't feed him and he didn't give him to drink. 
rather elakibed beribet sefanav, but before which he merely cleaned and laid the dust. So he was so much rewarded. The Gemara is going to bring the brach that he gave to him, Hashem. So so one who has calling his home, and feeds him and gives him to drink and benefits him from all his possessions, all the more so that Hashem is going to bless him. The Gemara asks, How was him over Edom blessed? So the Gemara brings from Pastor Kamara Biude. Bar Zbeida. Chamois Ushmonaka Loisea, his wife, that was the mother in law of eight wives of his eight sons, God blessed. Sheyaldu Shisha Shisha Bekerzechad, that including the wife of Edo, of uh, Oved, and then his eight daughter in laws, they each one gave birth to six tuplets. Now you can say, is that a bracha? Hectic to, to raise six babies at a, at a time, but nevertheless, it was indeed a bracha. Shenemar, and the Gemara brings a pasuk in the Hebrew Yomim in Chronicles. It says, Peulasi Ashmini ki Elokim, and Obededom had sons, Shemaya, his firstborn, Yehozavad, the second, finally, Pelusai, the eighth. For God bless him. Now they continue the pasuk. All of these, all of these, were the sons of Edom, Hem of Nem, Mechem, his children and his brothers. Ish, Chayel bekuach lavodah shishim All of these descendants, they were sons and brothers. Each a man of special strength for the temple service, and altogether were sixty-two for over the Edom. So, how do you come to the number 62? So, Edom had eight sons. And then, his wife gave birth to six. That makes it into, into 14. And then, the eight sons, their wives, gave birth to six children, each one of them. So, if you make the calculation, it comes out to be 62. So, that was the broha. And now, as literally the last stretch, when we're already in 64, brachos, and just a small side of the page to end up the, the Maseches brachos, the Gemara brings different teachings from Rabbi Avin uh, Ben Levi uh, and uh, Alevi, and one of them has a little bit related to our topic, which is actually the Passover when Israel uh, made a banquet for Moshe Rabbeinu. So the first teaching, anybody, whoever forces a moment, meaning to say he wants to impose for him to be a king, a ruler, a leader, the moment forces him, meaning to say he's going to end up losing the opportunity. Look in the beautiful footnote number five. We're going to take as an example of Shalom that Absalom, the son of King David, he wanted to be king. It wasn't the right time for, for him. It wasn't him the one to be the king. And instead of being the king, he ended up dying. But the other way around, but whoever yields before the moment, 
meaning to say he waits, he's not in a rush, Shanit has me panav, the moment yells before him, and he eventually is going to become a leader and a great person. In the footnote number five, they bring from the Masham, from the Vilna Gaon, how there's a concept of mazal, which is really destiny. And every one of us is born with a mission in life. And that is what mazal is all about. So if a person was born with a mazal to be a king or to be a leader, he has to wait until the moment is right, and then he will become the leader. Like we saw about it, if you remember, in the seventh chapter regarding um, Shaul, Shaul going to Shmuel, according to one of the opinions, this lady spoke to him too much because hasn't arrived the time for him to be the leader, Shmuel was still under the mazal to be the leader. So we see Hashem, it's very careful, and uh, everybody has its, his time to become a leader. So if you try to force that time, even says the Gondavina, a person may end up dying. The Gemara brings this example of how somebody that yelled the time, he was patient, and eventually he became the leader. Says the Gemara, Midaraba Perav Yosef. This principle, we can see it in what happened to Rabba and Rav Yosef. The, Ra, the, Rav, Yosef, the Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef, he was on the big Amoraim uh, scholars in Babylon. So they used to call him Sinai. Sinai, like the Mount Sinai. Why? Because he knew ev ev everything by heart. He was an expert in Mishnahs and Brises and all different teachings. But Rabba Oikerarim, and his colleague Rabba, he was unbelievably sharp. So therefore, he would call him the uprooter of mountains. Obviously, it's conceptual, spiritual. He would take any idea and just break it, smash it with his sharpness. So then, it's Trihu Leo Shaita. The hour arrived that they needed one of them to become the Rosh Yeshiva. So Shalcholiosam, so the rabbis of Babylon, ask a question to the rabbis of Israel with the following message. Sinai, the Oiker Orim, Eizem and Kodim. We have two Torah scholars over here. One, as we explained, is the Sinai. He knows everything. The other one is an Oiker Orim. One is going to every mountain with his reasoning. Eizem and Kodim, which is the one that she takes precedence. So Shalchuleo, the rabbis of the land of Israel, replied to them, Sinai Kodem, it's better for you to make the Roshiva, Rav Yosef, that he's the Sinai. Why? Sha'akol tzichim lemarechitia. This is an expression that all, all are needful for the master of wit. Now the Torah is compared to grain, and we all need grain to sustain ourselves. So the Sinai, that he knows all the different information, all the Mishnahs and all the Brises, so he is the one that can provide the information we need to be able to learn. So definitely he should be the Rosh Yeshiva. The Gemara says, Aval nevertheless, Loki Vilalab, Rav Yosef. He didn't want to be the Rosh Yeshiva. And he had a reason for that. Damri Kaldoi, because the astrologers of Babylon had told him, look in the footnotes, there doesn't seem to be that he would have gone to ask your advice. Somehow they end up telling him that Malka Tartin Shanin, that he, he will rule only two years, and after that he's going to die. So therefore, he didn't want to be the Rosh Yeshiva, 
he wanted to wait. So he declined the opportunity, and therefore they, they nominated the rabbi at the Rosh Hashiva, and he ended up being in Rosh Hashiva for 22 years. Then he died, and answered the Gemara, Malach Rav Yosef, Tartei Shnin Vefarga. So Rav Yosef, when Rav died, he became Rosh Hashiva and ruled for two and a half years. So you, we see, he didn't lose for waiting, and not only that, he ended up living an extra half a year. So some look in the food, now some explain that there was a reward for being patient. Some explain that it's also to show that the astrologers are never exact. They never accurate with the predictions because they say it's going to be two years and he ended up living two and a half years. And just to end up this story, this is the Gemara, Kol all those years, the 22 years that Rabbah was the Rosh Yeshiva and not Rav Yosef, so Rav Yosef afilu umna lebeisa loikora. He did not, Rav Yosef did not even call a blood letter to come to his house to do, do bloodletting because he didn't want to do anything of a, of a position of leadership. He wanted just to play as a simple guy, as a simple, simple person. The Gemara brings a second teaching of Rabbi Levi, Rabbi Avin Alevi. Rabbi Avin Alevi, see what is the meaning of the Pasuk? Yan Hashem this is a very famous Pasuk. We say it every Shachris after the Tachanun between the Ashrei and the Ubalitzion in Lamen So the Pasuk in English is, May Hashem answer you on a day of distress, Yan Hashem Yom and then, Yesagev Hashem Eloyakom, may the name of God of Yaakov strengthen you. So he's going to point out why in this Pasuk we only refer to the God of, Yek, of, uh, of uh, Yaakov. Says, Eloke Yaakov, Elo Eloke Abraham Isaac. Is God only the God of Yaakov, not the God of Abraham Isaac? Actually, we said the middle, Eloke Abraham Isaac. So why is David Amelak right like that? So the teaching of Rabbi Avin Alevi says, Mikan, from here we learn, Nebalakoira, that the person, the owner of the beam, is just an expression, Sheikanes Beovya Shelkora, must insert himself under the thick part of the beam when it's time to carry it from place to place. So what he meant to say like this, and look in Rashi, so because Yaakov Avinu, he was the father of the 12 tribes, and he's one that raised them, so he is the main person responsible for the Jewish people. So that's when it's upon him to take the, the load of the beam of the Jewish people and damn it for us. So that's why in the past it says, Eloke Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. A third teaching of Rabbi Avin Alevi, Yama Rabbi Avin Alevi. Whoever benefits from a meal in which a Torah scholar is included in that gathering, is considered he benefited from the radiance of the divine presence. And actually, we mentioned today at the beginning of the, of the recording that um, Israel made a banquet for Moshe Rabbeinu. So the Gemara is quoting that Pasuk. Aaron, in that banquet that Israel had made, so Aaron, they came Aaron, the and all the elders of the Jewish people, 
to eat bread together with the family of Moshe, Lifnei Elohim, in front of God. So asks Rabbi Avin Alevi, Lifnei Moshe Achlo. Why was it in the Pasuk that they ate in front of God? They ate in front of Moshe Rabbeinu. So the answer is this teaching. We learn from here. Whoever benefits from a meal in which a Torah scholar is included in that meal, is if he's benefiting from the radiance of the divine presence. Okay, why? Just a little bit on the, in the insights into why. Some say, look in the footnotes, because of the divrei teira, the words of wisdom, they're going to be spoken during the meal. Some explain just the presence of the great person itself is that closeness to the Shechina. And one more teaching from Rabbi Avin, from Rabbi Avin Halevi, Yama Rabbi Avin Halevi, Anif Tumechaberoi, he one parts from his friend, Al Yamarlo Lech Beshalom with a base. You shouldn't tell him go with peace. But go to peace. going back to Israel. When initially Hashem appeared to Moshe Rabbein in the burning bush and he told him to go to free the Jewish people from Egypt. So Moshe Rabbeinu requested permission from Israel to go, and Israel told him, Lech le shalom, go to peace. And because of that, Allah Moshe Rabbeinu, right away he rose, he was successful, he became the great Moshe Rabbeinu. But David Shalom, when he sent his son Abshalom, he wanted to go to Hebron, and David Amelech told him, Lech be shalom, with the letter base, go with peace. So Allah ben Isla, he went and he made a whole revolt against his father, and at the end he was hanged and killed. So we see it's not good. So there's two explanations. One of them I'm going to wait a little bit until the next part of the Gemara. But the other one that is also brought in the footnotes is because if you tell him go with peace, so you are implying only on the way you shall peace, but not in your destination. So that's why you shouldn't say like that. If you tell to a person, go to peace, you're telling him when you reach your destination, you're going to be able to, to find a peace. Just before I give another explanation, let's just see the next part of the Gemara, also connected to this. Also, Rabbi Avin Avi said, Now, when you are parting from a dead person, so Rashi brings, look in the footnotes, that when they will be carrying the um, coffin of a deceased, they would bring him from town to town. So the people that walk with him do levaya from one town to another. So when they reach the second town, the, the people of the first town will go back to their homes and they would kind of ask permission in a way of a, just the reheret in an ethical way, would say goodbye to the deceased. So they would tell him, lech beshalom with a base, the opposite of the previous teaching. So and if Tarmina Mayes and Yomarlo Lech Le Shalom, when you are departing from a body per, from another person, don't tell him go to peace. Rather Lech Be Shalom. Rather go into peace. Go with peace, I'm sorry. Shenemar, because we find this that uh, who promised to Abraham Avinu, he's gonna live a long life, 
And after that, he's going to have a peaceful death. And you will come to your forefathers with peace. So we see that that's what you tell a person, that he, he, you, Hashem Tola Abramini will be buried with a good old age. So that is the right wording for a disease. Now, what is the difference? And why to a living one you say, Lech Le Shalom, and why to a disease you say, Be Shalom? Because look in the footnote number 20. The word Shalom not only means peace, but really means Shlemut, perfection. So as long as a person is alive, everything we do is trying to achieve more and more perfection. So if you tell somebody, Lech Be Shalom, with the letter base, go with peace, so in a, in a way you are implying that that's it. Go away from this world with peace, and that's it. But if that person go le shalom to peace, you're telling him keep on growing, keep on developing yourself, and to become more and more shalem, more and more perfect. But the other way around, when you come to a disease, if you would tell a disease go le shalom, go to peace, when he already died, you would be implying that he didn't achieve peace, shlemut, perfection in his life, and he would need to undergo. Uh, bad things like Genom, Hell, or Reincarnation to be able to complete what he didn't complete in his lifetime. So therefore, to the seas, you wish him Lech Be Shalom, go with peace, that you already encounter the peace what, through what you did during the life. And to a living one, you say Lech Le Shalom, keep on working, keep on growing, keep on becoming more perfect. So, say like this. One who finished Daven in the shul with the minion. And now he goes, and we're entering the last page of Brachos 6483. And you, and he, after he, he Daven is in the shul with the minion. And after that, he goes and he's down in the base Medrash to Lentoido. So he will merit to greet the face of the divine presence. Shinemar, because he can say Pasuk, Go from multitude to multitude, appear before Hashem in Zion. So this is the first to one who goes directly from the multitude, quote unquote, of the Bateknesiot of the synagogue to the multitude of the study hall of the base Medresh, and he's learn, learning Torah. And he will marry the appear before Hashem in Zion. So you see, when you come here to Esh and you daven early in the morning with the minion, and then you come to my daf Yoimi right after Shachris, this is a fulfillment of this Gemora, and you will marry it to see the Shechina, to appear before the Shechina in Zion. Look in the footnotes, that is also refers to the Riyadh Regal, that three times a year a person should have to go to Yerushalayim to appear in front of Hashem. You will marry it to the rebuilding of the temple with the coming of the Mashiach and to be able to see the Shekhinah and appear in front of the Shekhinah three times a year, Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot. Now, Rabbi, Rabbi Amarav, uh, he brings the same Pasuk with a different twist of the verse. Tamil Chochomim, Torah scholars, Torah scholars have no rest, neither in this world not in the world to come. So he doesn't mean in a bad way. It means usually a normal person, after he dies, as we explained, he has reached his shlemus, his shalom, 
and therefore he's resting for eternity. But the people, and look in the footnotes, special yechidim, special individuals, that they excelled so much in their lifetime to learn Torah, they're going to merit that not only they kept on growing in this world, that after they die in the world to come, they're going to keep on growing from yeshiva, yeshiva, shelmada, from uh, uh, academy in heaven to another academy, uh, from a new insight to a new insight in learning. From this very same verse, go from multitude to multitude will be before Hashem in Zion. So over here, he learns the words multitudes as the multitude of story Torah in, the, in this world, and he's going to marry to go to the multitude of story Torah in the world to come, that even over there he's going to climb from level to level and always growing, always getting closer and closer to Hashem and always getting more and more deep in his understanding. And with this, I'm going to stop the recording and with Hashem, I'm leaving the last little paragraph of this page for the Seum altogether, Mazel Tov.